gentle listeners, and welcome to episode <laughs> three. Sorry, I can't get used to that. Well, get used to it. That's my new thing. Um, gentle listeners. Welcome to episode three of Shades of Blue podcast. This week, month, we are speaking with the extremely lovely Jess Woodley. Jess is a content creator. She is the director of Bubblegum Film and Rose Collective. She is an actor. She self-identifies as a nutter and a wee Scottish pocket rocket. Tell me, tell the listeners a bit about yourself me, and myself. how you got to where you are now. Um, yeah, so I think, like to be honest with you, my family, I'm from Scotland, so I'm from Aberdeen. I'm like, I think I'm a true Scot. Like, I think I have the mannerisms of a Scottish person. I think I have like the bite of a Scottish person. And I think that maybe I, 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 every Scottish person that I've met is definitely like, Bit bananas, <laughs> but like in, in kind of, I think in, in a nice way. Yeah, in the best way. But definitely, way. like you know, us Scots are rough around the edges, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so my mum is from Glasgow. I'm from Aberdeen, but my dad's from he's from Guildford. Gotcha. Yeah, which is in um, just outside of London. And when I was younger, I was growing up in Scotland. We moved around a lot. My parents are both in aviation, so they're like they're completely different to anything that I have ever wanted or like done but they you never wanted to be a pilot I then didn't. when you were <laughs> I don't know why like uh, being so surrounded by planes like our house is covered in like those little like metal planes like it's literally like you know the way you have your skulls and like your like the things that you like ours is planes sure so obviously I think maybe as a child it probably would have been easier if I'd gone into just like <laughs> fucking aviation <laughs> but no I didn't want to I went to school I went to a really tough uh, academic school called Epsom, which was like yeah. very, very academic. And I, I'm, I'm not very academic. I don't think I'm very academic. I can't, I didn't get any of my exams. I found maths, English, science extremely difficult, almost, almost too difficult that it made me a bit like angry. Gotcha. Because I'm quite dyslexic and being at school, I found really difficult, like I fucking hated it. I loved the art. I was the only thing I could get was my art A levels, art GCSEs, and I was really good at Spanish. And okay. So that was the only things I could really like focus on because everything else, I literally just, I'd be sitting in the classroom and I just would not be able to understand what the hell is going on. And I think that made me quite like re- wanted to rebel because yeah, I just was sure. the only person at school that just couldn't understand. And I was in this class with all these like super smart people, and I just couldn't give up. So then I left school, or dropped out of school. Slash politely got asked to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Mum and dad don't really know that yet, but it's fine. They're gonna listen Sorry, to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that they were just like, we don't, you, you don't want to be here. So then I left school and then went into started doing design. I've always wanted to do like design, and I've always really wanted to write, like write like films and like okay. scripts and stuff like that. So I was always just wanting to do anything that was nothing to do with school to be honest and then I started uh, went to a design fashion design school or d- got a d- diploma gotcha. which isn't a degree because I didn't have I was just like so late joining the party it was like a two year intense course um, did loads and loads of designs which made me really happy and then moved to London at 17 mm-hmm. wanted to be in the film industry that was like the main thing that I wanted to do um, was to be anything in the film film or fashion industry because I just loved the clothes inside films and I loved like that creative industry and I was like even if it was acting or set director or helper or 
fashion designer for the sets, anything I could get my hands on that would be in that industry. They're both very business-oriented parts yeah. of the creative industry as well, film and fashion. Yeah. Like, two of the most. The, the, yeah, the, and I think that's just where that was my dream, to ever just have my hands in there. Then I was, I think I was 17 years old or 18 years old, and I was just working in, um, I, was, I was a waitress, which I loved. I really liked hospitality because I quite liked dealing with people. Gotcha. And then I got scouted for a TV show when I was like, I think I was 17 at the time. And in my head, it was like an opportunity to be fast forwarded into the fashion or film industry. Sure. So I was like, sick, yeah, I'll I'll do this. And I did this TV show called Made in Chelsea. That, That does make me cringe a little bit. But also at the same time, like, obviously, you know, you can't fight the hand that fed you. And, like, I, I'm lucky to have had that leg For sure. up. For sure. I mean, it's it's like, it's a, whatever it is, it yeah. is a platform. Like yeah, a big and, platform. and I, I mean, I was like, my 18-year-old self would have made a decision that maybe, like, I wouldn't have made now. Yeah. But obviously at that time, it was the right thing to do. And, it, and, it, and actually, it, it was. Like, I, it kind of just, like, put me into a world where, where things... Like it almost felt like life just got exciting. Yeah, life just started to get a bit more exciting, and like I was invited to parties, and like I got to meet loads of people, and people wanted to like what I was wearing, and they was like, oh my god, they like my clothes, like, and that was kind of like a in for me to start yeah. making clothes because I was like, sick, people are interested in what I'm wearing, and then that's how I started ma- started making my own clothes for my brand Rose Collective, which I actually, like, hand on heart, I'm going to say it's not doing too well because my passion has has like deteriorated from like it's changing gotcha which is a real shame because i love it so much but it is shifting at the same time like it's really good that you can recognize that it's shifting and be able to oh yeah like move with that uh, yeah i have tr- to i mean i have to be true to myself i yeah. can't keep making it if it's not what i'm gonna do so i'm i is come to a bit of a halt right now and i'm trying to figure out what to do with it and also which is another really interesting thing to go through like having a business being so passionate about it and then being scared and like having that scared feeling of like what am I going to do it's just it's all very overwhelming yeah I mean it's kind of addictive oh, but addictive. overwhelming oh yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> I think it is addictive you're yeah. right so then I went on the show it was it was really really exciting for like half a year and then I think like it kicked in that I was not naturally very good at being on tv and like having people talk about me and watching what people will say about me and like that's when I started to realize that I was just like totally not fine yeah I think to be fair 99.9% of people yeah. would struggle with that yeah. yeah I do think you're right I think you have to be maybe a certain type of person to to Im- to really embrace and enjoy that which is sure. great and like for for the people that do I'm sure that they are killing it yeah for sure. but like I just literally was like what what the hell like I'm it, I started to see myself becoming a person that I didn't like at all I was so anxious all the time I felt like I'd made a decision in my life and in my career that I was never going to be able to retract and I was like this is so scary like it's like I stepped put my foot into like a pond and like I was never going to be able to take my foot out sure. of the pond so that's the thing when I started to realize that like maybe my life was spiraling out of control and 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 I didn't have any control so I took myself out of that situation, got into quite a lot of trouble with the tabloids because I was quite, at that time, actually really not in a good place. And this is nothing to do with 
the, that show that it wasn't their fault it was just genuinely all because I couldn't like handle what the hell was going on and also the show put you in the spotlight yeah 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 which is you know my, that was my choice so another again a reason not to blame anyone else but really just like your own self and like dealing with things but yeah because I think I just started to deal with that quite wrong and then I got into a bit of trouble I kept making massive mistakes which was a shame but learning from them which is a good thing yeah it's also it's very character forging it's character yeah character building as well yeah. because of the because of the good and the bad things that have, have happened I'm not, I can't fight it as well because everyone that I met on the way was like brilliant I've met some brilliant people yeah. like from being maybe in the in the public eye as well which have helped me in my career now for sure so another reason to not like bite the hand that fed me I live in my DOP we have like a production company actually that we've just started and we're making like small fashion films little docos music videos so we've got like a lot going on which, make, which is making me happy it's nice to have found that throughout all of that shit so that kind of bleeds into talking sorry I literally more just went off on a tangent no there. that was really super super interesting <laughs> um I think as well, like I, when I first encountered you, I didn't know anything about Made in Chelsea. Really? So you kind of, you got out kind of early oh, enough yeah. to not for that for not, to be yeah, your I continuous mean, I association. Say, I, I hope so. But I don't, I don't know if that's the case because I obviously still feel the, the, the wrath of it like now. Sure. So you're saying like you didn't, mm. didn't even know that mm. you were necessarily suffering Mm-mm. with anything. What was, did you encounter that type of experience in your, like through your childhood? When did you first start um, okay honestly I was about 15 and I think like at that time I thought maybe it was just my hormones like but I don't think hormones could be this extreme if you know what I mean like yeah. I think it was way too much I was going I had a boyfriend at the time um who was a lovely boy lovely guy and I was at this school like not liking this school um come, trying to come into myself as like a woman as well so I was going through hormones and failing school at the same time. Everything was just quite frustrating and I was in love with this boy. And I felt like being in love with him sent me west. Gotcha. Do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but that's what started. Gotcha. Started everything for me because I lost complete control of like who I was. And like, I was just so sad all the time and so aggressive and so internally aggressive and like actually quite physically aggressive like with myself I definitely scared my family and I think that's that was when I actually knew that something was wrong because I was like I'd see myself and be like what that's when it first sort of began for me and then how so you recognized it did um was there any sort of intervention or did you just kind of recognize it and try and deal with it just pretended that nothing was everything was fine and like I was just maybe somebody that felt a lot of emotions and just am somebody that feels a lot and I feel everything and it's it is it is intense still to this day like if I'm happy I'm so 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 happy and if I'm sad I'm so so sad there's still not a a nice spot on medium I think I'm better now but back then I could not get to that balance where it was just like you know I've feel a bit like you're standing on a plate and you're just like standing on this plate and you're just trying to keep the plate straight straight yeah that's how i felt every day yeah which is exhausting so tiring and then and then it was was also embarrassing because all my friends were like didn't i didn't think they really wanted to hang out with me 
So I was just like emotional mess. But then I, st- I started going to therapy, which yeah, I th- I'd say it's changed my- so What life. age were you when you started going to therapy? Main Chelsea days. Okay. So it took, cause I was like, you know, I was drinking and partying and like, that obviously doesn't help. Sure, sure. It um, exacts the base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's and you're still doing that now. Yeah, yeah. Same, same. I absolutely. <laughs> I don't know how much I can recommend this to you because obviously people don't like. I understand that like some people still don't understand therapy. Sure. But like to me, like I cannot ex- express to you how much it's helped me even find myself. It's like it's you know all the stuff and it's just like somebody asking the right questions to be able to pull it out of you and start identifying stuff yeah like i think it's really comforting just knowing like oh i've got a session coming up this week and then i'm able to like kind of put some put some stuff away and then you can 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 deal with it in a little box and take it out and like having a professional opinion or somebody that's not connected to you in any way shape or form is so important it is it really is yeah i mean obviously like we were you sort of lucky first time round, found the right therapist? No. Actually, I'm not going to lie, the first person, I don't want to blame, say anything mad, but the first person was very quick to like put me, to be like, you need to go on medication. Like within literally like a day, like an hour of meeting her, I was a bit like, hold sure. on a minute. It freaked me out. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's kind of a lot. And because for... like we'd literally just met, maybe I'd poured my heart out to her, and she'd be like, "Oh God, this girl needs some help." But that's. But I feel like that's that's the fear <laughs> that people have. Like, oh God, if I go to therapy, and like, that's kind of what happened. I'm going to be given this like X Y Z label, yeah. and and and, and we, we I was gonna take all those pills, and there was a lot, but I actually never I never took them. I actually learned how to deal with my things, but with like cognitive behavior therapy and and not drinking too much and hanging out with people that that make me feel loved and, and appreciated and not doing these obviously there's triggers that can set you off sure. and I just learned what they were and I'm still learning what they are but at that time I think there was a certain person that made me feel like I was going insane that's that's a, yeah, that's a horrible first experience yeah definitely <laughs> so it's, it's amazing yeah. that you went you decided to try again yeah and I know because I, I kind of backed off for a bit um, she was also fiercely expensive, and then <laughs> sure. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like for God's sake, yeah. can they not sort out something on the bloody NHS? But yeah, that is helpful. <laughs> Fucking hell! It's actually so ridiculous that you have to pay a fortune for therapy. But I, I understand that it's good, but there could be some. There could be better help. Out well, there. there needs to be more help. Oh absolutely there needs to be a place where you can walk into if you feel like you want to walk into and go and talk to someone in the day at all points at every day yeah passionate about that yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so how has that impacted your career trajectory so obviously it was a one of the reasons that you moved away from oh yeah um made in chelsea so like hugely i i felt like I didn't know who I was going to become and like I I hated myself so yeah that brought me to to starting to like myself again and when I started to like myself again I felt creative again because I think when you're sometimes when you when you don't feel like yourself you lose track of like your creativity yeah or, or like you, you're stunted and you feel sure. like mute and you don't know where you're going and like 
and you just feel like you can't see anything I, could, I felt blind the content you put out it always seems like very oh I'm, happy I'm, yeah and because I'm joyful but, but then also it is but it is it is hard to maintain that as well sure um, and I try not to be too I'm honest as much as I can but I try not to be too negative because I don't want I don't really want to have a negative effect on people yeah I, I can understand that I mean like if I'm like going through your feed like everything is just very just bright like, and happy yeah, like, yeah which which is how majority of the time yeah. I do feel now now but has that has that been a sort of conscious decision of sort of like how are people gonna respond when they look at my imagery or yeah. the video content yeah I mean I don't know I think that like I am deaf I mean as much as I am a deep person I'm also a light person if that makes sense yeah for sure Instagram to me is it needs to be just Instagram it's just light it's just this thing that we're dealing with like it yeah. can't be too deep or else I'll just freak out yeah do you know what I mean that makes sense that so makes I try sense. and keep it see it for what it is and not get attached to it and like for me I I post when I want to post I'm definitely better than I went through a stage of being fully addicted to my phone to the point where like if I touched my phone in my right hand I'd feel the sensation of my body where I would just be sad like within just the touch the something whatever it was in my hand automatically made me feel fucked and that's, that's really interesting yeah and it, that was like that was so apparent that I was like okay cool so me and a couple of my friends well he was like one of my friends was like you need to get a different phone for the weekend so I got you get like a Nokia for the weekend and I only use the Nokia and also I don't have any notifications on so I've turned off all my notifications I don't use WhatsApp I I unfollow people that make me feel bad about myself you just have to orchestrate Instagram yeah and, sure. and 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 allocate your time for these things if you want to be healthy yeah that's really sound advice i think especially when social media is a big necessity for your career you oh can't just God. switch it off so you need it's, to find a way to like it's daunting curate like, it. the fact that instagram to be honest with you has control over my life currently hence the production company yeah. hence the acting scores and the acting classes hence me just I'm I'm low-key desperate to jump ship um, and when I can I, I will for our generation I would say that Instagram is force promoting evil but also it can be used in such an incredible way so it's such a catch-22 for yeah, me for I'm sure. a bit like this motherfucker <laughs> is so good and bad at the same time that I just need to be careful with it. So which of your creative pursuits is the biggest outlet for you? So like for me... What do I want, you mean? Or in terms of like, if you're dealing with like low days or... Yeah, which has to sad, Which is the thing that you're able to just kind of pour out into, if there is one. Yeah, it, well, to be honest with you, it's at the moment, me and Ollie my DOP like when I'm feeling down which you know happens a lot I will sit together and we'll like turn our phones off and we'll start writing manifesting our next move trying to picture it image like like imagine it as if it was like a painting um together and then we'll that's 
where I get my inspiration from is those moments. Writing for me is a big one as well. If it's I'm really feeling fun. Down, it's like it's just, just a great way to get it, it all out. Yeah, and it, also it can just, be anything. It, does... it can be like the cat spoke to the dog. Like you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It yeah, just, for sure. It can be. I'm not even like trying to write anything. It's actually just writing. Yeah, for sure. And also, you can't think of anything else whilst you're doing no. that. So. I also, you can lose yourself in it. I watch, I watch a lot of films. Okay, so for, on a completely unrelated side, yeah. no, top five films. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> this is fucking gone for it. Honest, I don't know if I have five or if we'll have five. Okay, Her is actually one of my favourite films. Um, and Lost in Translation, she's, Sophia Coppola is, to me, like, God it's weird I don't know why but I just I'm so connected to those films and like it's fucking sounds sounds weird but I watch them I've watched them at least 50 times each okay and like I, I feel like that's reasonable for a favourite film yeah <laughs> right maybe it's not 50 times maybe I'm lying maybe it's like 400 times but <laughs> that's why that to me is success yeah like being able to create a world for somebody to escape to that's actually success. That's amazing. Yes, and it's an incredible thing. Whether it be clothing, um, directing, producing, writing, anything. If you if you can create like that, uh, like magnitude of feeling. Yeah. For somebody else, is just success. Yeah, that's actually. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I really love that. I'm totally. Wait, I've not told you that. the five films. I'm on more. Oh, you okay, one more. It. One more. <laughs> I'm totally gonna steal. I'm just gonna like note this down now. Don't worry. Me. No. <laughs> okay, don't. You've put me really on the spot. Okay, the Darjeeling Limited. Okay. Where's Anderson? That's fucking important to me as well, because of the 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 way it looks. Visuals, yeah. And the colors and the scene with the brothers are walking in slow motion and and the relationship between the brothers. That's such a good film. I. I think I ha- have a serious case of imposter syndrome, like, currently. But then I'm like, no, I don't. You, you make your own luck. Like, you get there for a reason. But sometimes, like, I've been feeling like I've been in a situation where I've been like, how the fuck have I got here? Yeah, I, I get that. In fact, my therapist is always like, you make your own luck. And it's like, yeah, but no, like, this just happened no, because of like, magic. Yes, I'm like, it's magic. <laughs> it's, it's energy. There's something in the air that's like allowed yeah. this to happen and I'm sitting there like what the fuck <laughs> but that's been happening to me quite a bit recently and I'm worried about it I'm worried that I'm going to get caught out for being an imposter yeah it's, I feel like it's a <laughs> I feel like kind of generally speaking it's a very woman thing mm-hmm. <laughs> as well to have imposter syndrome so? more so I think of people I've spoken to that's what it seems to be like probably because of like some deep-seated societal conditioning yeah um but generally speaking like you're not like as a woman you're not it's it feels weird to be kind of like shouting about your achievements oh absolutely Um, because you're worried about like oh i don't want to like make anyone feel uncomfortable or whatever yeah (laughs) that's really true at the moment i've got like i'm working with like three boys Three men, sorry, boys. And, and like we're working together and they're listening to me. They're really listening to me when I'm like, if I give them a direction and that's such a nice feeling. Yeah. That's giving me quite a lot of joy, having these three fully grown men respecting me 
and, and, and like in, in the workplace fully. Yeah. And that's me putting my hand in my heart being like, I'm happy. Shout. Which shouldn't be a novelty, but which, is... Which shouldn't... But yeah, that's very true. pretty awesome. Yeah, shouldn't be a novelty, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the pressures that you have to deal with when your career relies heavily on your social media presence and public persona? It's obviously a lot of pressure. Like, I, I, if I don't... Let's say I don't post on Instagram something about something personal for, like, three days, I will probably lose... 6,000 followers yeah because of the traction because I'm not keeping up with the algorithms because I'm not um, opening up and I'm not keeping people engaged that's fucking annoying when when your <laughs> jobs depend on when your my, following and engagement yeah, yeah. yeah which is a shame but I can't sacrifice your health my health so I'm like I'll post when I post when I because yeah. I I actually can't now post unless I feel connected to my post. Because um, I've seen and heard of, well, I know people that have gone into really dark places because they've just been constantly posting and like, but just like not being them. Yeah. And if like the biggest thing at the moment in my life, this is tangent, is being yourself. And like, I struggle actually sometimes with being myself and that's such a shame but I think if you're not yourself ultimately who the hell are you and like and there isn't there isn't longevity in that no and like that can really I think deteriorate health because like you're you're so worried about oh god am I too much like I'm dealing with that one this this guy's this word too much at the moment is getting to me what's too what does that mean exactly exactly it just means i mean too much is in somebody's perspective it means like they're not enough to be able like they're not enough to handle you maybe (laughs) or is it in a bad reflection on them like i don't i would never say to someone you're too much or you're 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 intense you're you're a passionate person go away like i'm like passion is cool I think the moral of the story is just be yourself. <laughs> just be yourself and fuck the idiots, yeah. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Literally fuck them. So how much do you have to deal with, um, like, trolling and stuff? It's, it's slowed down. Like, it's it's interesting that they're, they're quite fickle, I think, these these trolls. Mm. They go from um, loving you to absolutely despising you to loving you again to, like, fighting your corner to... But I, d- I literally try as hard as possible to just not read it. Yeah. So, like, like I mean, if I'm in, in any tabloids, which is rare, but if I am in any tabloids, it's usually about my body. And those trolls are so bad. The stuff that they say is, like, could, could make somebody suicidal. Like, I can't believe that... that, that, that there's not, not a monitor on, in, on Instagram or on in general google yeah that, that, that doesn't delete it's... these comments but like mm. you've got to just kind of embrace that too like what a shame that someone would say that about you and your body and no it's it's disgusting absolutely disgusting. yeah and, and i remember going i was in like barbados and i was you know i was a little bit chubbier at that time not that chubby's bad because chubby's beautiful but i was pictured I mean, there weren't there weren't great photos, but there were, that was my body, like it was still me. 
and 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 the comments were like actually savage. It was hundreds of comments about my figure, and I just it sent me west again. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's more than most people would be yeah. able to contend with. Yeah, but, but it, mm. you're right though. There's like we got the you know two recent like Love Island contestant oh my God, suicides. That makes me like so... that's just that's exactly it though. It's, it's like what you have an, to it's deal like a with. It's a bit of an eye opener into like what's really going on maybe I'm surprised that they're still filming again yeah but I think that you know they're, they're saying they've been monitored which is hopefully true but yeah it's that's that's really sad and quite shocking but you'll be put into these situations where there isn't any it's, filter it's <laughs> no support there's no support it's it's, this, it's you need if you're going to go on telly or you're going to be in the line like you need a therapist once or twice a week when you're on a show that isn't that's classified as scripted reality scripted reality like I know firsthand that that's not completely true yeah I mean they do they do as much as they can to get the real moments but yeah of course it's tampered with yeah and then your name is put to it and then and then you aren't in control of the edit you are just sat there uh, without any control of how you're going to come across to the nation, yeah. Well, so send anyone that definitely mm. requires support. weekly support, yeah, yeah, weekly support. But I think obviously they're ca- catching on to it now. But you know, it shouldn't have taken that yeah. to have happened. Like I, I, I would. I don't think I would do it again. No, I think it's, it's like it was. It did what you wanted it, yeah, to do in yeah. many ways, and yeah. that's. It also has made it quite hard for, for me to get people to take me seriously which is obviously you know that was my decision but people obviously don't you know they, they don't take you seriously if, if they find out you've been on a variety show if they don't know you personally yeah yeah I can imagine especially like now you want to do which was gonna what you originally wanted to do which is be behind the camera yeah. and behind the I think it gives production. me more drive though yeah Having people be like, oh god, yeah, and no, I don't book her, I should yeah, be crap. I like, feel like that's how you have to use yeah, it. Definitely, why well, well, it's my only choice, really, isn't it? Yeah. But, well, <laughs> yeah. you could choose to like let it all get to you and um, feel like you yeah, can't do it. Is, so, like, just, yeah, yeah. using true. it as a driving force is. I, I see it as a driving force. The roundup question, which yes. we ask everyone yes. what would your protest sign say? Oh my god. Ban plastic from supermarkets cool concise yeah <laughs> that would actually be my protest we can get on board with that yeah i've just started working with a company called your mother have okay. you heard of them no they're they're wicked they're like a um like sustainable sustainability they're just trying to enforce like sustainable lifestyle and and they're quite honest like the people that are like joining the campaign like are people like me who are honest about sustainability i do still eat meat once a week and i do sometimes go to these shops and bloody have plastic in my hands and it's it's more it's real it's more relatable and we're trying to and and like the use of people like me to like be honest about my guilt and and try and change my guilt yeah because it's such a big problem that's really it's actually yeah really smart way to do it because i think there is this feeling like oh you're, oh, you're which is which again is, or you're not yeah which is driven yeah, by no. social media as well it's like yeah, unless no. you are like carrying around your keep cup reusable straw no and i don't i make whatever, mistakes like, like yeah you know? but but 
if people can be encouraged to make a few small changes yeah. which they can gradually yeah, just, build up yeah just it, it takes it yeah. takes time to so start well, off like it? acknowledge there's a problem yes. great start the fact that we're <laughs> even acknowledging it is great in this country <laughs> yeah it's good it's good that we're getting there though and i do think yeah. it's a positive thing as well because we are i think our generation is so aware of yes. this problem yeah which means that people of our age who are starting yeah. businesses and so on are starting oh, with that as like an absolute fundamental yeah we started the conversation yeah which is cool and i'm happy to be part of that movement that's awesome where can the listeners find you oh um what are your preferred platforms to be oh, discovered God, yeah. me as a person Fine. not your home address okay <laughs> my <fine>. address is <laughs> um yeah just find me on um instagram really speak we'll, of the devil we will we will link to yeah Jess, jessica and woodley below. that's me that's my girl and then i will be um starting the production company we'll be putting that on instagram too so keep your eyes and ears peeled is, for is there a name for the production company we're, yet? we're toying uh, with a name because i tell you what we're toying with we, we can edit secret? it out okay well are we toying with bubble gum okay I just like because it. i'm like like we're we're a bit like childish and playful and like me and the, the main guy ollie who do who do it together are like we can't even get through the day like we can't even like we're so ditzy it's a joke that like <laughs> but the fact that we managed to create these things is quite funny and we thought that bubblegum was quite like a light-hearted name yeah i like bubblegum yeah so we're looking at that but we, we haven't we haven't seen if someone else has it so if someone else has yeah, it see, i guess it's like a Difficult one to uh, try and. I quite, just quite like this sound yeah, of it. I like it. Like I can already gum see the merch. Or like bubblegum <laughs> film. Like, yeah. But it sounds like bubblegum. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like bubblegum film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. I like it. That was really fun. Thanks. Oh, I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as we enjoyed chatting. You can find Jess on Instagram at Jessica Ann Woodley and we will be linking that in the show notes below. So do you ever feel you have to edit yourself on Instagram? I very actively try not to. So the whole brand tone of voice is about being able to be outspoken. But certainly if I am writing something that could be considered controversial or is really personal to me, um, I will you know it's quite a, a scary thing to put that out in such a public forum yeah do you ever get trolled um no i don't get trolled i used to get trolled very occasionally when i was initially on twitter back back when twitter was the go-to and um using it for the my business in the fitness industry um but now it's a bit more the occasional creep sliding into my dms than trolling to be fair which i know is something that you obviously can relate to yeah all the time and would you ever go on a reality tv show i have on a couple of different occasions been asked to be on a reality tv show and i have turned those offers down because i don't have what it takes to not have an immediate nervous breakdown uh, and how about you what um what what reality tv show if you were going to be cast for a reality tv show what would it be there is no show that would ever cast me for anything not even so. if you made up a show right now that you would be suited for nobody wants to watch me on television okay fair so, enough so no thank you everybody for listening <laughs>
Well, that wraps that up. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. um, And tune in again next time for an interview with somebody who you're already quite familiar with by now. And that's where I will leave it. (laughs) 